Ayah. What are you doing here? Well, I couldn't let you go on your own. Yes, you could. No, I couldn't. Rosa. Conway. Well, brilliant. Are you coming too? Whatever happened to men are more trouble than worse. Conway and I are just good friends. You're not sharing a room then? Oh, great. Welcome to Cuba. I brought my father's ashes to scatter with my mother's on the day of the flowers. Be careful. I prefer to make my own judgments. He's not permitted to bring here soil samples or perishables. He's not perishable, he's perished. What are you so afraid of? I'm not afraid. It's not funny. It's time to dive in the dirty waters of film criticism. Tricycle Radio presents The Movie Wave with Sergio Calvo. Hello and welcome to The Movie Wave podcast. This is episode 25. Uh, I'm here with uh, Susanna Marchant and George Sully again at the Edinburgh International Film Festival. And this, is, uh, this episode is yet another interview by, uh, by the unstoppable Susanna Marchant. This, this time we're going to play the interview that Susanna recorded with the director of uh, Day of the Flowers, John Roberts. Also the producer, Jonathan Rye, 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 Ray, and the writer of the film, Irene Houston. Uh, Susanna, tell us a little bit about Day of the Flowers. Um, well, it's a story of two uh, Scottish girls uh, who um, steal their uh, dead father's ashes uh, from their stepmother who wants to turn them into some, into some sort of a sculpture. Um, and so they steal the ashes and take them to um, Cuba uh, where he met their mother, the first, his first wife, uh, many years before because they believe that this is where he would like his ashes to, to rest. With, with the ashes of the cigar? Ours, huh? uh, pretty quickly, he, they lose the ashes and uh, yes, get uh, involved in many different, um, yeah, difficult situations, um, which basically changes uh, their perceptions of Cuba, of how you know uh, idealized, especially one of the sisters, uh, she has this idealized picture of Cuba as the land of the free and um, uh-huh. the land of the revolution. Um, so it changes the perceptions and kind of you know develops the relationship between the sisters. All right. Uh, without any further delay, let's uh, listen to that interview. I'm very lucky to be here uh, talking about Day of the Flowers today with John Roberts, the director. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Irene Houston, writer. Hi. And Jonathan Ray, the producer. Hello. Hello. Um, could I ask you, I know that you've been asked this plenty of times already, but could I ask you to... Um, say something about the film that isn't going to reveal too much before the official release, but it's going to entice the audience. Well, it's... What can we say? That it's... Uh, it doesn't reveal too much. Is that what you said? Yeah, it doesn't... It's not well, a spoiler, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's a film about two sisters, mm-hmm. written by Irene, and it's girls from Glasgow who travel back to this mythical island of Cuba where their father had had his greatest adventures in the 70s fighting for the revolution and so the film starts really when they get to Cuba and the adventures that take them through to a lot of revelations about where they come from essentially Okay, You're also in the competition for the uh, Michael Power Award aren't you? We are, which we're very excited about Yeah. uh, When is it going to be? I think it's announced on Sunday I think it's announced on Sunday 
Well, you know, we're pretty excited. I mean, no, I think it's 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 very nice to to have the competition back. I think it's really. I mean, not that we were here last year, but. I think it makes a difference to us. Definitely, definitely. yeah. Yeah, to yeah. be to be you know attending a festival knowing that we're part of a competition is it just gives it an nice. extra bit of a buzz. Yeah. It does. Okay, I do apologise. I've got a whole list of questions. No, you go ahead. No. Um, was it yesterday or two days ago that the screening was sold out? It's well, it's sold out tonight as well. Yeah, and it's sold out on Wednesday as well. Is it sold out on Wednesday? And yeah. it's also being shown. As the best of, in the best of the festival, I think. Although you can't say that. That's one thing you can't say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can if you print it after mm. the 28th. Okay. That's announced on the Thursday, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it was so two weeks. It's been sold out for two weeks. It was two weeks ago because a lot of my friends had tried to come it's, and they couldn't get tickets. There's <laughs> 500 of them already coming, aren't there? <laughs> yeah. might be I'm very popular. <laughs> well, well I mean, congratulations because um, not many films actually sell out. Festival that often. I, I think that my feeling is it's 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 actually a movie, a fun movie to go and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I've been to lots of film festivals. Sometimes it can be a bit serious. It's mm-hmm. a bit po faced. And it's it's our intention was to make a film that's accessible and and a good good fun to see. Populist. We yeah. wanted to make a film that you know people would just relax, go and see on a Friday night and have a good time. A feel good film. That's essentially what this film is. What do you think? I mean. Before going to the cinema, you don't really know that much about film. So what do you think actually made people want to go and see it? Well, I think it's exotic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Cuba's exotic. It's seen as a place that... of uh, I suppose it's a place of dreams for some people. And I think it holds the imagination, the history of music. I mean, you know, Western music is all... Most of it traces back to Cuba, and I think I think that yeah, you know, <laughs> it's true. Oh, come on. No, no, no. It is. I mean, it's it's true. True. the the rumba and and uh, Cuban song, and but don't you'll get used it. to this. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. You know the. Um, so I think that I think that from a, from fact, obviously the, it holds the English language developed there didn't it, as well. <laughs> yeah, but the Eng- we're really good on no, but the English <laughs> the English did the English did conquer Havana for a very short period of time, right prior to the Spanish invasion, but. Um, yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's just a place of interest, um, and I think people like the idea of two girls on a journey. You know, I think it's a rare thing to get a, a, a you know it's just two strong female lead characters, and I think you know this people are starting to wake up to the fact that to have two strong female leads is 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 an interesting way to go. You know, it's I definitely it's a, concur with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I think that, the I mean, fact that's that it's more... you know there's an audience there which haven't had an awful lot of films to go and see, which is. <laughs> And uh, and I think just just that story of going back is, and it's about dreams and and um, uh, and also Carlos Acosta's in it and I think people underestimate his his appeal I think he's incredibly popular as well you've got you know you've got two you've got great actors and you've got um, Carlos as well in his first in his first role but I think it's his performance is I mean it's very very natural I don't know if you've seen the film yet but he, you know he's I mean he's He's got it, hasn't he? I mean, let's face it, he's just very he's natural. He's a professional dancer, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's very world yeah. famous. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think Cuba does, you know, I think just the story, and a story of two sisters, and I think Ashes as well, like, mm-hmm. taking, you know, the memories of your folks. It was amazing when I'd, after, you know, I'd written something about Ashes, which is all very personal yes. to a lot of us, and the amount of people that were telling me stories 
um, about about things that had happened to ashes, people keeping the ashes, um, you know, in the, in the glove compartment. I was really, and then I, and and funnily enough, I met somebody whose mum had actually, oh no, his gran had asked for her ashes to be taken back to Cuba and put somewhere near Fidel. This is after I'd written it, and I was going, God, there's just stories about ashes everywhere. So I think, you know, it's just, it's a very, um, it's something I think a lot of people will connect with. Well, what's um, interesting about the ashes is she steals them, which is a fairly quirky idea that someone actually steals ashes. And I remember the first time I read the screenplay, I thought, nah, you're not going to buy that. And then literally about a week later, it was like a news story in The Times that some guy had just been arrested for stealing his father's ashes because he'd run off with this... His, you know, he had an affair with another woman and he, he hadn't quite dealt with it, this guy. And he, so he went and stole his father's ashes. So it's, and I think that's what's interesting about that, that the plot line mm. about the ashes is that you know, she, she grabs them and scarpers to Cuba with these... These ashes Isn't are a strange there some idea. sort of a fad now where you can turn your loved ones into yeah. diamonds? Yeah, there is. Well, we, we, we found that. Yeah, we found that. The, and that's yeah. in the film as well, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can fuse You can, fuse you can turn them into art objects, definitely. Yeah, you can, turn, you can put them in diamonds. You can. What was the one I. We've done that, but there was another one that it's, it's I found about cheesy. some stone. You diamonds are forever or yeah. some cheesy name. Yeah. And, and I mean, they, it's a bit spooky, you know. Yeah. Well, no wonder she stole the ashes. I've still got a bit of my granddad in my in my room that I haven't scattered yet. Uh. About thirty years later, in fact, I've got my ex-husband in my room as well. In I'm in a hotel room. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's under the bed, isn't he, Irene? You want me to keep that in? If you want. I don't care. Do you like? <laughs> do you think also maybe the the popularity of the film had something to do with the fact that um, Scottish people like to hear Scottish accent on the big screen? You don't um, see that. It could, it could, it could be, yeah, just like something with Scotland, Cuba, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of connections between Cuba and Gla- certainly Glasgow and Havana. They're, they're twin cities, mm-hmm. Havana. Did you Glasgow. know that Glasgow and Havana are twin cities? I just found out. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. that's I mean, that's something. How fascinating. I mean, <laughs> no, but it is, and a lot of people don't know that, and um, and I just think that's perfectly natural because I find, you know, the first time I went to Cuba, I just felt completely at home, mm-hmm. and I felt it was very kind of like Glasgow would be. Like Cuba, if it was hot, <laughs> it's just like. But you know, the people are very open. They're very mm. chatty. They like to have a drink and like to party. And the, you know, just like that. Scots. <laughs> and you know, there was a very big sort of dance tradition in Glasgow. Not so much now, but you know, there was a very you know the old you know in the in the olden days. Not that I remember that, but but you know, there's a very big tradition of of of, of dance and rock, you know, and um, jiving and rock and roll, and that was. And it's only recent, you know, and obviously not since the the sixties that changed. But there's, there's a, you know, there's a love of all, of all that. And they love whiskey in Cuba. Absolutely love it. <laughs> no wonder they're twin cities. How did you find the transition from film, uh, from TV and short films into feature films? Well, I've always written feature films. It's just this is the first one that's happened because it's not necessarily easy to get something made. So I went to film school. I sold my first film the day after I graduated, Amazing. but it, but it it didn't get it didn't get made. Mm. The BBC bought it the day after I graduated, and then I've been writing other films. It's just it's very very hard to get something yes. to get something made. You know, everybody will tell you that about the film. You know, so so I've always written films and I've always done original you know original writing, and then I've done I really enjoy doing television writing as well because it just keeps. 
you know, it keeps your hand in all different things and everything that you write, you're learning something that you can use in something else you write. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoy doing television as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. But this is the first one that. But this is the first made. one that's that's got How made. Does it feel, Feels great. <laughs> Feels like miraculous. It brought you to tears at one point, didn't it? <laughs> it did. I did. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was just so relieved, you know, as well. You're just like, oh my god, there it is, and I was just like, I think I just cried the whole way through. I just like, I'm like, oh. cried and laughed. And then laughed and cried, yeah. Aww. Very emotional, very emotional. So hopefully I won't do that tonight, unless it, no, unless unless people don't like it, then I'll just really cry, you know. How did you get involved in the project? Well, it was sent to me a, a while back, actually, um, and I just fell in love with the... within a couple of pages with the, the girls. Mm. Even though one of them is pretty tricky and difficult, and I had issues with her. Um, not the actress, but the... Character. character in the script I just felt that there was something real there um, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of all the, the trigger you need to get into it and of course the other appeal was the chance to go and make something in a place that I didn't know anything about yes. which had so much kind of history and mm-hmm. interest so I, I, I stuck with it and, and we just you know, spent some time together working developing mm-hmm. it and it was great fun you filmed all over where, 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 where would you say... In, in terms of the... Uh, in terms of your career. What is yeah. Where, where do you, what is your preferred location to film, would you say? Well, this is the film that I enjoyed making the most, without any doubt. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the fact that we were working together. It, we were up against it. It was a tricky film to make. We were working with great people. We had a cast from Cuba... Spain, the UK, we had Mexico. camera crew from Mexico. Mexico, we had, it was just great fun. And everyone was sort of in it together. I, re- you know, I really had a really good time. I was, ask- I was going to ask how you cast, if you cast everybody here, if you could cast a bit. No, I mean, uh, you, I mean... Well, we cast, we can't, the, the, the kind of centre of the casting was Carlos, obviously. Yes. He, he kind of made it get come together and... The thing with films is you get a chance to make them. We'd worked hard, we got it to a certain point. You need the first key element. And we, as a small film, Carlos was great. He came in, brought all that stuff with him. And then we were able to cast... We got a great casting, agent. UK casting agent. We had a Cuban casting agent. They got together. She flew out to Cuba. And, yeah, we cast everywhere. We cast in Spain, we cast... In Mexico, yep. I mean, what was what was particular? What was interesting about the Carlos connection is that Carlos came through Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in the sense that we went out recceing, we took a UK casting agent, as John said, to to find you know the Cuban talent. And when we were there, you know, we Irene, I think, had, had written the character with Carlos in mind anyway. Um, and and uh, so we were with this casting agent, and you know, we got on very well with her. John and I took her out from me, and we really got on with her. And she said, you know, you should get Carlos Acosta for this. And I said, well, of course, we know that. But I don't think he would be interested in doing a film of this size or or even a film full stop. I think he's still dancing or whatever. And she said, well, I'll see what I can, you know, I'll make inroads and see. And um, then we returned back to the UK two weeks later, Sunday afternoon, I get a call. And Carlos, she'd made the connection. And, and then I think it was the Wednesday after that. I've got to say, that's, that's the way Cuba works and worked for us all the way. If you kind of negotiate it and you allow it, if you go with it, I know that sounds weird, 
film people tend to go in and bang it's going to happen like this but you can't do that there so we just kind of went with stuff I mean we did we, you know we and did the nice usual thing work, actually, I think. we did the usual work. thing of submitting the script in a formal manner but it was those two things you know we did that in a formal manner but then we had the backup that the Cubans we'd been over there and they checked us out and said no these guys are the real McCoy they want to make this film in a particular way and obviously I think that interested Carlos you know because he you know the guy's like a prophet in his own land in a way you know he's, he's very much a He's, he's, he's their most famous person, but obviously Fidel. I, um, I was very impressed with his acting, I must say. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I mean, w- the first time he came in, obviously it was very crucial for us because we knew we could get, get the film made possibly with him. Mm-hmm. But obviously if he couldn't act, we were sunk yes. and act for the screen. But actually he was incredibly natural and also well, quite We ner- just looked at each other and smiled. I it mean, was just like... It was so natural. Yeah. You and he's got see. a great screen presence, so we were very lucky. That all came together. Mm. Mm. I mean, he's a very, very charming man. Didn't to, we didn't have to kind of push it, and it was very easy to work. He's very lucky. Yeah. Mm. How about you? How did you get involved in the project? Well, um, essentially, the script. I first came across the screenplay. I worked for a finance company, and I read the screenplay. I used to have, like, three piles of scripts. Mm-hmm. One pile for the bin, one for, you know, possible development, another one that was already quite... In, you know, it had a very interesting idea, and I had a special draw for the ones that I wanted. I thought, oh, that would be good for me, you know, sort of thing. Um, and this one went into that draw, and then um, we attempted to put it together in a co-production way with like other countries, finance it in that way, with it being tricky, with it being in Cuba, and, and it was complicated because of all the various issues that you have, insurance and everything. Um, and then I was working with a chap who was um, a DP on a film and uh, some, uh, sort of a couple of weeks later um, he said, oh, come out, come out for a drink and he told me, I've got this guy you should meet and we, we went out for a drink and uh, he introduced me to John and he started telling me about the project I'm like, hang on a minute, I've, I've read that script you know, and so it was at that point and we also personally liked each other well, I think we liked each other and uh, we got on quite it's well since worn off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah after all the, after all the trauma um, <laughs> and actually that's a fair it's a good point though yeah. I think you it does help like if each people other. like yeah, each other if you like each other so. I think this sort of thing it, it's well. actually been good fun we still get on, all of us, and yeah. it's kind of rare it after is, all of this. You know, lovely, you, yeah. you must have met loads of films. I mean, they're barely talking by the end of a project. It's lovely to, to interview people who actually like to talk with each other, because then the whole interview is, you know, much more yeah. lively and interesting, and rather than just yes or no answers, and you can tell yeah, that some yeah. really like each other and they will work. I mean, you, you, you sort of asked earlier what, you know, I'd done films around the place I don't yes. want to just guide it back to me but it, part of what I wanted to do is actually do stuff with people that yes. was fun to do and not just do a job and, yeah, not drudgery. and be sort of battered to death by it yeah so, mm. anyway, that's, that's do you think you'll work together again? yeah yeah we definitely work together again. definitely yeah um, did you have a fully formed idea for the film already at some point did it just come to you or was it a slow in development it's kind of like everything you know it's something sits with you and you want to do something you know I'd gone to Cuba and I just thought this is some I want to do something set in Cuba what there's a link you know I love Cuba there's a link between you know an emotional link there 
and um, but it, but you kind of get stuff on the like on the back burner. You've got mm-hmm. various kind of ideas and notions, and then there's a point where you think, hold on, this is the this is the idea, yes. and then you know that then stays with you for a while, and then you start you know because you know that you, before you start something, you've got to be really sure. You want because you, you know you're going to want to live with it, and it's going to be something that you really care about. So you've got to be careful about that, you know, about what it is. And so I started from various ideas, and then hit on some, you know, had an initial idea, and then once I got the, you know, once I got the idea about taking the ashes, I mean, it was it was sparked by my father, by my, you know, my dad dying in some ways, mm. but that wasn't what it was about. It was just that gave an extra element because yes. you know when you're when you're doing a film, it's got to have there's got to be a big you know, a kind of big story. You can, and, and at that point, that you know, something will give you the idea to then write the full-length feature. And I got the idea: what if they steal the ashes and take them to yes. Cuba, and and that kind of thing. So I had a script that that, and then John, and then it was when John came on board with that that then we really kind of, you, you know, took took off in terms of, you know, the work started on the, you know, just trying. Well, maybe we can make this. And and the and the um, and it was important for me to have that kind of relationship. I just you know that relationship with John. It's just I, I, I knew right away. I don't know how we just met, and I, it was a bit like you too as well. I just knew right away that this was somebody that that I wanted to work with on the film. And it's a very per- you know that it, that was my first kind of um, film. That it was a very personal film. Not not in it's about me. What I mean is it's something that I cares about a lot. So you have to be very careful who you work with. Were you very strict with the script? Did you strict? Strict with the script, meaning did you let the actors improvise sometimes, or was it? Um, I think the challenge was to try and allow the feel of Cuba yes. and and stuff to come through. Mm-hmm. And it was wasn't always easy, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst being faithful to the script, but allowing certain stuff, so. It, was it wasn't improvised. I mean, there was stuff that they brought to it. Of course they yes. did. They brought loads to it. Um, yeah. And we were pretty free about how we shot and where we shot it. Um, I mean, you have, but to, it be, was pretty you have to be in much, Cuba. You have to be... Yeah. You know, we, we planned it, of course, but then you have to adapt. Well, I mean, you have to anywhere, wherever you shoot. Uh, I mean, I think um, they were felt... I, I tend to follow the actors in terms of what... How they feel comfortable. Eva, Eva has a way of working. She was pretty clear about it, and... You know, and, and so, yeah, I, I, I tend to say, how do you want to work this? I mean, if they wanted to improvise the whole thing, they could have done. But the script was great, and we shot the script. How many actresses did you have to see before deciding on the cast? We saw a, we saw a lot. We did. We, we saw, we saw a fair We were few. very lucky that we, got, we had the opportunity, which is rare, to cast how, how, how we, wanted. we wanted. We weren't Not casted. finance dependent is what he means. You know, there wasn't any financiers saying you must have this girl because yes. this girl will give you sales figures and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's fair to say that we were struggling with the Ailey character in terms of not being able to find exactly who we wanted. And then one day we got a, a little thing from America where Charity was doing a, 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 pilot, a TV pilot in the US and I kind of knew straight away that, that she was right because she was just so vivacious and kind of mm-hmm. and, and had a sense of humour I think the main thing for me with all of them is they were able to take the mickey out of themselves a bit they weren't you know they're clever enough to be funny mm-hmm. it's really important for me that you know. it's just, yeah yeah exactly yeah she's very funny and Eva is so intelligent as an actress mm-hmm. that she's really funny 
And I mean, she's playing that difficult kind of part, yes. mm-hmm. but actually, she knows all the time. She's fully aware of that that she's kind of funny because, and I mean, that was for me that was the hardest thing to try and get right because the, the danger is if you take it dead seriously, it becomes a bit overbearing. Possibly. Was it difficult to get funding for the film, or was it something somebody said, "This is great, we're going to do it"? No, no, there wasn't. The, there wasn't one independent financier that covered us. It, it was very much piecemeal finance, um, and I basically took the. I, I, put the project together, you know, packaged it into a brochure and then went around and pitched the film, um, you know, to business people and people I knew that would be interested in, in getting involved and sort of pitched it Dragon Den style, you know, I mean, that's how, you, you, how, I, did, how I did it. Um, uh, and, you know, there was people that, that, that were knew of our other films who wanted to be involved because of that reason and various things like that. But no, very much so. It was completely piecemeal finance. I mean, you know, that, that was, that's a whole journey in itself was raising the finance for the film. There <laughs> um, were plenty of journeys and there's lots of journeys. I mean, it is a genuinely a real independent movie. Yeah, I mean, the truest sense of the word. I mean, the, the book ended with John and I. We were essentially the exec producers on the film and drove, drove it on that level. I, you know, took care of production, John took care of direction, but as a partnership, we were business partners. And, and to be honest, I don't think anyone else would have taken the risk. I mean, no one had made a film from the UK and Cuba since, since the 50s. Yeah, since our man in Havana. We are, we are the first one feature yeah. film from the UK, and I can't imagine anyone else risking it. So we, we, we did go out slightly on, on a limb, but we made the decision, so there you go. Um, I have a question about music. Yep. The music in the film is really wonderful. I mean, it completes it, but it doesn't really take your attention away from the story. So that's right. Well, that's, essentially, it does what music is supposed to be. That's exactly what we wanted, yeah. Did you know straight away that you wanted Stephen to do music? We, uh, it was sort of an evolutionary. I mean, maybe John should talk a little bit about that. It was an evolutionary thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a tonal quality, wasn't it, that Stephen had your interest in? But I, I'll hand yeah. over John for that. Yeah, I do love his. I, I think he's got a very particular thing, and what we were looking for is something that was wasn't going to be syrupy and sentimental, yes. but actually would actually, where it's needed, seems to hit certain notes that emotionally, which are pretty pretty good. I'd actually tried to work with him once before and we didn't have much money and he'd said he'd come and he said I like your film but if I do it for what you're going to pay me you're never going to work with me again because I'll, have, you'll, I'll be the cheap guy so when you get some money which I thought was really yeah. said, he's a great guy Steve yeah you're dead right I mean that, that process that, you know the process of the music was a very enjoyable process wasn't it's it worth John? remembering that isn't it I mean we yeah, went you know we went down there worked extensively with him and started off you know, develop, him developing the score, and, and then he worked. And then, good. you know, we we went and recorded in our studios, so it was it was amazing, really. The, the other thing was that that the sort of landscape of Cuba is all music, as yes. everyone knows. But I think we managed to. I mean, again, it was scripted, but we managed to sort of find. We're hoping the, con- the contemporary kind of music, and, and, and well, that sort of meld 
well, that into the fabric. I would, I would, I would extend that beyond the music. I mean, it's true. John, you always said right from the very beginning, we didn't want to make the obvious Cuban film with the you know kind of like old fifties cars, and we we wanted a bit of that, but we also wanted to show that you know Cuba is not in the dark ages. People do have mobile phones in Cuba. People do get brand new cars. You know, some people do. You know, there are taxis on the road that are brand new. Well, the temptation in Cuba, particularly from a design point of view, is that you it's just go with fabulous. The old. So you want to look at all that old stuff and we we had to continually push to sort of say no it's not necessarily like that there's 60s stuff there's soviet stuff there's east german there's contemporary stuff it's got lots of different layers to it how was it watching your vision with the with the wonderful music oh it was great it was really good and it was a, a absolutely the right decision not to have Cuban music all the way through mm-hmm. and have you know because that then then the music that's actually there and that's Cuban is in its right place yes you know and, and um, no it was it, it was I'm looking forward to seeing it again tonight I actually haven't seen it for a while so. how many times have you seen it though? I've only seen it three um, times three times <laughs> straight away he knows I was like trying how many times I know I've how many times it. everyone's seen it that's what I do I just track everybody so um, <laughs> yeah I've seen it three times and uh, so I'm just really looking and it's a while since I've um, and of course I'm from Glasgow so there are going to be friends and family in the audience so I'm very much looking forward to seeing what, what they managed they... to get the tickets yes well yeah now we've got tickets yeah, yeah there's a few people that I'm, that I'm taking again on Wednesday that couldn't get in tonight you know just to sort of make up I said well look I'll come through and we'll all go through on Wednesday and what so I'll be watching it again on Wednesday but um, no so <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm, it was great it was great and you know certain I mean things that I didn't know like you know John had uh, you know I scripted the Eva's in the middle of the countryside for example and all that but then I didn't know we'd find these goat herders and I just think they're fantastic when she turns around and say Domingo they're not you know they're not bothering about anything so these things for me were just a joy to you know the stuff that that you know that that, that surprised me so the wee extra things that you know so that was great so I love to see that what are your next projects? Do you think you'll work together? Yeah, we've, we're, we're thinking about a couple of things. We've got a thriller that we're looking at, and then this strange little comedy piece. It's about a, it's like a horse racing caper, but we can't really talk about it. But it's, it's a funny little thing. And so you'll be working together again? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think we're looking at that. We'd like to. I mean, our, our focus at the moment is getting this film out there, yes. and and we're you know it's all hands to the pump. Exactly, right exactly. So any help you can give us, no. <laughs> no, we really want people. Look, we we think that we've we've played it to to audiences, and it, it seems to play, you know, and and we we'd love people to see it. Do you have any advice for young filmmakers who are trying to get out there? Keep Just going. get out keep, there, keep, keep and going. don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. Just keep going. Yeah, keep, keep going. Keep, keep your chin up. In it. Keep your chin up and just get on and, with it. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Do yeah. it. Well, I think the thing that I've noticed is it's getting easier to make things. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the yeah, technical stuff is easier now. So I would say, yeah, um, the same sort of thing. I guess. Don't, don't, don't get hung up on you, permi- you know permission to do it because mm-hmm. it's ve- it's getting harder and harder to make things with. You know, within a system, and easier to make things. You know, easier. Um, what's the word? You know, easier technically. The quality of things you can get now is more cheaply is better. Thank you very much. No, thank you. It's a pleasure meeting you. Very nice meeting you. Thank you. One thing I like about about that interview is that 
it ends in, in that note that if you want to make a film, the best thing to do is just go out there. Don't let anyone tell you that you cannot do it. Uh, and those are, I think, wise words. And on that note ends that interview with the creative team behind the, the film Day of Flowers. Thank you, Susanna, for bringing us this delightful interview. Uh, and, and that was it for episode 25 of The Movie Wave. Uh, find out more at facebook.com slash themoviewave and tricycle.co.uk where you can read all the issues of Tricycle Magazine for free. Tricycle Magazine is now responsible for the content of this program and all opinions and views expressed on the show are solely of the individuals. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be surfing the wave very soon. Dos gardenias para ti Con ella quiero decir Te quiero this podcast is a production of Calvernet Entertainment for Tricycle Magazine. Find out more at tricycle.co.uk. That's T-R-I-S-I-C-K-L-E dot co dot U-K. Dos gardenias para ti Que tendrán todo el calor De un beso De esos besos que te di jamás te encontrarán en el calor de otro querer que